The Yak Legion Podcast and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast are sponsored by the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You can reach them at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. Strictly Sail in Blue Ash, Ohio. Reach out to Brian for all your Hobie needs at 513-984-1907. And American Tackle Company. You can find them at americantackle.us. You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Carell, and tonight we have a special guest, the Angler of the Year for the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail, right here in good old southwestern Ohio. Uh, the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail is uh, run by the Tacys. Uh, they uh, own Strictly Sailing Kayak there in Blue Ash, Ohio. Uh, you can get more information from them from my ads I run. <laughs> I'm sure you guys listening to the podcast have heard my ads for Strictly Sale. And, you know, that's where I got my kayak. And that family does a lot for the kayaking community. And, uh, you know, they, they started this trail a few years ago. And it's gained popularity and it's gotten bigger and bigger every year. So they had a big race to the uh, Angler of the Year. I think this is the first year they did Angler of the Year. Um so we'll get into it, man. Uh, Michael Grimsley's on. He won first place. How's it going, Michael? Uh, it's, I'm doing great, Zach. Oh, great, man. So was this this was the first year they did Angler of the Year? I believe so. Uh, this is my first full year of tournament fishing. Uh, I kind of delved into it a little bit last year, but uh, when Brian kind of told me they were doing a uh, their own trail this year, I was super excited about uh, uh you know, being part of that. And I think this is the first year uh, because they just got that belt. So I'm, I'm happy to be the first person that gets to rock that, that championship belt. <laughs> That's cool, man. The belts are pretty cool. I think we got one for the Buckeye kayak fishing trail. And uh, <laughs> those, awesome. those things are cool. I saw those online a few years ago. And I said, man, those are going to be the new thing for the kayak fishing leagues. And now you're seeing the championship belts, just like wrestling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have to, uh, we have to have a contest of all the belt winners and see who comes out on top. <laughs> a cage uh, so match. You knew the Tacy's beforehand. Is that what kind of got you interested in fishing this trail? Uh, well, you know, I started kayak fishing probably about five years ago, but it was out of some, uh, you know, the Viper little sit in came with a paddle for 200 bucks for me and my two sons. Uh, hey, we get you fishing. on the water, man. Yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And I thought I was going to be on the, you know, the little Miami, great Miami river a lot. And then, you know, you know, being I'm 45 here. So sitting in the, that seat for any kind of time was tough. And then, uh, so I got, just got more into fishing. It was like, all right, we're just going to test it out, see how we like it. And, uh, I just started liking it. And then I ended up getting an ascend that lasted about two months and then got into, uh, a Jackson and then, not long after that, I started uh, going, okay, I'm serious about this. I like this. I, and then started fishing more Cowan Lake and wanted to get into something with pedals. And, and I got the, the Kusa FD. Uh, that was actually the first one that came out in Ohio. Nice. And then, uh, and then 
I was with tournament and I'm seeing all these guys in these Hobies and like zooming around and standing up with no, you know, kind of strap or anything. And I'm like, man, I don't know. And then I was actually fishing Rocky Fork last year and for the 150 mile radius tournament. And I had some problems with my kayak and I went back to the, the meetup after the tournament and I said, Brian, sell me a kayak. And I bought a, a 2019 PA 14, the 180 drive. Right. It, it completely changed everything for me as far as my, you know, going out and when it was windy and doing all these other, um, you know, kind of fishing in, in tougher conditions than I was willing to even go out in before. And then I, then of course I saw the uh, 360 coming out and I had to have it. So I got my, I picked up my 360 in December and started fishing and uh, kind of met Brian through that. And uh, I just, there's such a good, just good group of people, man. I just, it didn't matter when I had my Ascend or my Jackson or anything else. They were, they, you know, they're not snobby at all on that. And, and it was just, I would go in there and just talk to them about, you know, random stuff. And they would sit there and, and kind of put up with me and listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've messaged Brian with questions about my Hobie uh, all hours of the day. And I go to work real early in the morning. And sometimes I don't think when I'm texting people real early in the morning. Not everybody's awake like I am that early. And <laughs> but he's answered my questions, you know. And uh, he's been a great guy. He's helped me a lot. And uh, he's helped the kayaking community a lot. And oh, I mean, what he does, what he does for the community around here is is I don't I don't think anybody I don't probably none of us really knows everything he does because um, he goes out and he helps individuals. I know. Uh, for the Rocky Fork event, uh, I had purchased a Torquedo early in the year, and for some reason it just stopped charging. So, you know, I had the nice thing is, is whenever I have a problem with anything, I just know that Brian's going to take care of it or the manufacturer's going to take care of it. I have no worries. But, uh, you know, I, you know, Torquedo uh, had me send the battery back. I was going to be without a battery. He, he lent me the Torquedo battery out of his own kayak. So, uh, he's just that kind of guy. I, I'd say there's probably three or four times where he's pulled stuff off his own kayak and give it to me because I was going on a trip or, you know, had a tournament or something. It's just, we're, we're lucky to have guys like that around here and, and to run the tournament the way he does is, I mean, they don't keep anything. They just do it out of, you know, it's all volunteer. So, uh, anybody that's met him knows how, how nice they all are. Oh, and it's always fun coming back after a long day of fishing. They got some hot dogs grilling and a cooler full of beers and water. Yeah, and, I, uh, I really miss that this year. Um, you know, me it's, too, it's, man. Me too. It's, it's a strange time to be alive, but uh, I was really looking forward to these, all this stuff just to, to hang out with people and talk kayak and kayak fishing. And it's just, it's such, it's, 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 I have so many, ho I used to have so many hobbies and I've kind of, this is kind of my primary one. And it's, I've met some of my best friends I've met through kayak fishing just in the last couple of years. So um, looking forward to making more friends. Oh, a hundred percent. And you know, kayak fishing community is great for that. Uh, we all help each other out. And we, uh, we all like to fish with each other. So let's get into the angler of the year here. So looking here, you got first place, Michael Grimsley, and you finished the year at 477 inches, man. Congrats. Yeah, I did. That's crazy. I had uh, 477 inches of largemouth bass or large or black bass you caught this year. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't know if I had a smallmouth that I submitted in any of the. Oh, yeah, I did for the moving waters. The moving waters one. I had some smallmouth, but um, 
it would have been nice to get some more. I would love to have a place where we can go get, const, you know, consistently go get some big smallies. But now you beat Chad Turner by one inch. Oh man, it was tight. It, it was, uh, I was kind of, I, you know, I think it was probably not to the, maybe the, uh, 150 mile radius. So that was the first one. Cause we switched that with Cowan. I think Cowan Lake where I was like, Hey, you know, I, I might have a shot at this. And I started paying attention cause I, you know, I've not really ever finished tournaments before. So, so I started paying attention and, you know, you see some guys that are putting up some big numbers and, uh, I had that big fat goose egg after, uh, after Rocky fork, uh, where I just kind of, just kind of spun out. But, uh, so I started looking at that and then uh, I was kind of down far in the standings and I started like, Oh wait, we get to drop the, we get to drop one score off. So that was my one. So I, I couldn't let up and I, I got lucky, man. Chad's awesome. I, w- him and I were kind of, uh, right at the end yet, uh, Sunday kind of giving each other crap when it was going to be close. And I, Somehow I pulled it off by one. I thought he was going to win that tournament. Uh, I think we all did because um, we're all talking there at the ramp. And then Mike Fink, uh, which I didn't see him all around all day, he dunked on us all. And, and you know, he had a 20-inch fish and a, a good bag to, to take the win. Oh, 100%, man. That's, good. That's great. Uh, Danny Bell, third place. He finished with uh, 463 inches. Uh, Chris uh, Johns. Uh, he finished at 460. John John Flynn at, at fifth, uh, 456. Brandon Lamb uh, sixth, 454. Justin Marshall at seven, 451. Brian Ross at eighth, 450. Chris Anderson nine, 440. And uh, Dylan Rupp at tenth uh, place at 437. Man. So, you know, there's a lot of sticks that on this list. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Smith. Yeah, there's a couple. You know, there's a couple guys on there that should have been on there too that couldn't make events uh, for whatever reason, so they kind of lost two. You know, couldn't make a couple of them that that would have been right there if they were able to make them. But all all really good guys, and uh, I'm really looking forward to our tournament of champions being able to fish against those guys and some of the winners. Wow, that's awesome. Have, have they decided on where that's going to be? And uh, yeah. which, uh, no, Brian, uh, Brian, I think made an announcement that, that he's going to announce it by the end of this week. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I hope it's some kind of obscure place where, uh, where, you know, none of us have a really an advantage, uh, as far as having fished it before. Um, so it could be kind of fun and just kind of see, see, uh, who can, who can figure a lake out and, uh, and get the win. Oh, hundred percent, man. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. That's for sure. So the first event of the year, that was a 150-mile radius. Uh, do you keep your secrets, or do you care to give away where you No, are? no, it's, uh, you know, it's it wasn't, you know, I, I, I'm i a big on adventure. That's probably the the thing that I like about kayaking is being able to go check out new waters. And then, you know, it's not it's not uncommon me for to drive two hours to go fishing for a day just to check out a new lake. Um, I, I was kind of looking up some of the trophy – largemouth spots in ohio and indiana and kentucky and, <clears throat> and i went and checked out a couple places in indiana and uh it, i didn't really think that i would be able to fish those well and then the you know the weather i don't know if you remember that day but the weather was terrible it rained and rained and rained so i just kind of called audible that morning and and went to uh, uh miami whitewater and 
there was probably five of us there. And I think uh, four of us placed in the top five. Wow. Well, four of us would have. I'm sorry. Uh, Mike, Mike Bernie had a, uh, uh, a mistake on his uh, identifier. He had been leading the tournament all morning. So that uh, was kind of one of the first times I had fished that place, but uh, it turned out pretty good. Man, you know, that's we all... rough messing up the identifier. Fisherman <laughs> fish all day, and then you find yeah. out something's wrong. Man, he's he's a good fisherman too. It's kind of funny because we run into each other pretty often on random lakes. I actually just ran into him on uh, uh, Saturday at a place that I've been hitting up, and uh, it's like, oh, okay. So yeah, great minds think alike, right? Yeah, must be that's for sure. If everybody showed up the same spot and made it happen, uh, yeah, that was early in the year. That was uh, that was the end of March. It was that was in April. It should have been in March, and I think it went down in April. By the time okay. you know we could figure that out, and that was supposed to originally be, I think it was supposed to originally be Cowan Lake because of the schedule because of the virus. Uh, and that's the other thing. Brian did great this year, man. He managed that uh, the logistics of of you know, getting that worked out so we can actually fish. I mean, I don't know. I, if it was me, I probably would have been like, sorry guys, this just isn't going to work this year. But, uh, you know, he, he worked through it and, and switched the schedules around and, and did things. So the 150 mile radius was supposed to be later in the year. It was supposed to be Cowan Lake that we went to. So we just pushed that back because we yeah. weren't allowed to be there. So. Man, COVID just screwed everything up, and that's a that's a hurdle that all most of the country's kayak fishing leagues had to deal with this year. The state leagues, the national leagues, I mean, the COVID screwed everything up. Yeah, I, I mean, we we had big plans. Some some friends and I uh, going down to national championship in April, and, and we were super excited. We had a place, we had everything. I I built a a custom trailer that would carry four four Hobies. Uh, to take us all down there and uh it, it was a big disappointment um not being able to get to go down there this year yeah you finished 150 mile radius and 98 inches man that's that's a that's a good day uh cowan you finished at 93 man uh how'd you bring it together at cowan well i don't think those are inches i think those are points i wish i had that many inches oh yeah i'm reading that wrong i'm sorry yeah, yeah. so i had i think i had 54 and a half at the 150 mile radius oh, okay. uh, uh and then uh cowan i had 46 inches cowan cowan was a tough one for me man because i caught i don't think i i upgraded a fish after 11 o'clock that whole day yeah that one was pretty early in the year too yeah, I don't remember the date, but it was. Uh, I fished that one. I fished that cow one, man. I do believe. Yeah, what what part of the lake did you fish on that one? Uh, I usually fish the northern end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, yeah, I went to. Uh, I went out of the state park there, and typically there's so many people that go back to where the lily pads are, and I didn't really. That's kind of another one where I kind of showed up without much of a plan and was just going to fish and. Uh, Everybody went left and no one went down there. And I went back there and uh, and had a good morning. But then went all over the lake, burnt my torpedo up, trying to go all over the lake to uh, try to find another bite in the afternoon. Couldn't do it. Yeah, it gets rough out there, man. Especially uh, later in the morning and afternoon, man. It seems like the bite was shut down and it just gets hard. Yeah, and there's always so many boats out there, too. It's basically a big a big parade of people, you know, flipping the brush all the way around that thing. It's kind of just like a big. 
this year's been crazy, and I hate to keep bringing up COVID, but man, every trip to the lake I've I've been to this year, just so many people there. It's just the banks were lined up with people. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of people were practicing social distancing. I mean, fishermen, we like to keep our distance between each other, but man, that all it seems like every body of water in the country has been hit yeah, hard it, since it was. I mean, yeah, I mean, all it takes is you go to any uh any of your local tackle stores and see the empty shelves because I mean, so many people were there buying stuff, which is great. It's great for the industry, you know, and and you know, a lot of kayaks sold this year, even the you know, all the 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 kind of wreck kayaks, you know, some of those people that are buying wreck kayaks, that's all they need. Some of them that's going to be like, you know, sort of like me and a lot of other guys where they started there. And then, you know, in a couple of years they're buying their, 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 you know, tournament kayaks. So. Yeah. I got started in a, in a perception striker and then moved up to the Hobie. <laughs> yeah, I was that's in a striker job, for a few years and found out, you know, it made sure I was really liked the sport, really was into the hobby before I invested, you know, any l- large lumps of sum, uh, lumps of money into it. But, uh, yeah, I started at the bottom and went straight to the top. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, you know, I, I tell you, as much as I think I love, like, fixing up my kayak and rigging my kayak and coming up with new ideas uh, just as much as I like actually fishing. So, uh I, I came up with some prototypes this year, some stuff, some accessories for for uh, for the Hobies and for some other ones that uh, that we've been testing all year. So we'll we'll probably start doing making some of those brackets and things here in the future. One hundred percent. Now Rocky Fork, uh, you you kind of struggled with Rocky Fork. What's the story there? So Rocky Fork, uh, I had never really fished it uh, other than that one time where my kayak broke. So I had, I caught one small fish in the morning and, and was only on the water for about an hour and a half. So uh, me and uh, Brandon Palmer went to go check it out and found some, found some offshore stuff, some rock piles, some, a little bit of a rock ledge. And it was just something that the day we pre-fished, it was on a Saturday and they had a bass tournament. There must've been 150 boats out there. Oh man, it gets crazy at Rocky Fork. It seems like there's always a bass tournament every time I go, or anytime there's a kayak tournament, there's two bass boat tournaments. Yeah, so I I talked to a, one of the guys that fishes there a lot, and he said, yeah, there's pretty much almost every week three to four kayak tournaments. There's you know, you know night tournaments, you know after work and weekend tournaments. So it it got beat up pretty good, and I caught a couple of fish practicing and a couple of good fish, um, and. Uh, didn't really catch any where I thought they were going to be out on that thing. But I was, like I said, I kind of threw a Hail Mary on that one and, and kind of, kind of sucked it up a little bit and then, uh, kind of moved up closer to shore and, uh, had w- caught one on a fluke or top and I say I didn't catch it. I, I had one on a fluke and, uh, lost it halfway back to the boat. And then I lost another one on a chatterbait, which I mean, I, I use jackhammers and, uh, Usually when I stick them on the jackhammer, it's, they don't come off, but I lost that when it jumped up. And so those are the only two bites I had all day and it just didn't happen for me. Man, everybody has days like that. And <laughs> especially when, uh, the, <laughs> sorry, especially when the water's been beat to hell like that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I, you know, I fish more for fun than anything else. And it was kind of, you know, 
I started doing the tournaments just because it was it was nice to have uh, to meet people who were into the same thing that I'm in. You know, like I said, I've got some of my best friends now I've met through kayak fishing and and for a tournament to me, it's like it's like a big, you know, a, a big meetup. And uh, even with this year, you know, just even, you know, guys pulling up next to you asking how your day is going, if it's, you know, you're getting them or whatever. It's just so much fun for me and, and, and friendly. And it's uh, it, it, even on bad days like Rocky Fork, it was fun, you know, kind of talking to some people. I met some guys that I, I kind of knew of by name, but didn't, you know, never put a name to a face. So it, it was a successful day despite the, uh, the big goose egg. Well, any day on the water is better than a day at work, right? Yeah, that, that's the truth. So we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with Michael, uh, Angler of the Year for Cincinnati Kayak Fishing. Now a word about all the awesome companies who support the Yak Legion podcast. Venom Lures. Venom Lures in Lancaster, Ohio is known for their great soft plastics and terminal tackle. They have been providing quality products from right here in Ohio since 1984. Mr. Dustin Carnes is the new owner of Venom Lures and inventor of the DK rig. It's a weedless version of the Ned rig that's taking the fishing world by storm. Check them out at Venomlers.com. Strictly Sailing Kayak. Strictly Sailing Kayak is located on Kenwood Road in Blue Ash, Ohio. They sell Hobie, New Canoe, Feel Free, Three Waters, and Johnny Boat Kayaks. They have been providing high-quality service to fishermen and watercraft enthusiasts since 1978. Reach out to Brian Tacey at 513-984-984. 1907 or check them out at strictlysaleinc.com. American Tackle. American Tackle, the inventors of the microwave line guide system, sells a variety of terminal tackle and fishing lures along with custom rods and accessories. You can find them at americantackle.us. The Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. It's the biggest kayak fishing trail in Ohio and holds fishing events all over the Buckeye State. Check out their website at BuckeyeKayakFishingTrail.com. And that's for more information and details. Come out and fish with us, y'all. Hey, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and all the support. You can follow Yak Legion on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and all of those can be found at the Yak Legion Podcast. You can email us with any questions at the Yak Legion Podcast at gmail.com. We have Yak Legion decals for sale on the Facebook page. Every decal sold, guys, goes a long way to support the podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll give you a shout-out on the podcast to say thanks for all the support. OPH Outdoors. OPH Outdoors is a local Ohio Anglers YouTube channel. Learn all the tips and tricks from fishing Ohio's waters, along with seeing some of the fish Ohio has to offer. From fishing footage to seasonal-based fishing knowledge, OPH Outdoors has videos for every Ohio angler. Eventually. Hey, Yak Legion, I would like to welcome our newest sponsor to our program, Bold North Outdoors, makers of the best portable power station on the market today. Folks, when you're out on the water, you need a partner to keep your adventures powered up and going strong. That's where Bold North Outdoors is your go-to power partner. Power up all your devices on the water or off. 
Run your fish finder and trolling motor on your kayak and canoe. Charge your cell phones, laptops, and GoPros. Run lights, fans, and even your CPAP. Whatever your power needs, count on Bold North Outdoors to keep the energy flowing. Bold North Outdoors outperforms all its competitors. First, they are built tough with marine-grade components to withstand all Mother Nature can throw at you. Second, they feature powerful lithium phosphate batteries, the safest, lightest, and longest-lasting batteries. Out there, giving you four times the, the usual performance of other batteries. All batteries have built-in BMS, which gives you charging and discharging cutoff protection for your safety and increased longevity of the battery. And they are also accessible and customizable. Easily added a string of batteries, access the internal circuit breaker, and connect a solar panel to recharge the battery. With three different models, there's one to fit your unique outdoor needs. No other power station can match Bold North Outdoors for durability, endurance, and flexibility. I'm telling you, I've got one and I'm a believer. Sometimes it's just not... It's not just about luck. It's about being prepared. So keep on paddling with Bold North Outdoors. It's the best portable power station to keep you in control and powered up. Here's something you don't want to miss. Bold North Outdoors is launching a Kickstarter campaign on July 7th. For a limited time, Bold North Outdoors is offering their newly released best-in-class portable power stations at a substantial discount. Choose from three different models, each designed to fit your unique outdoor needs. Support their campaign today and join them on their journey toward off-grid power when you need it most. All right, and we are back with Michael Grimsley. He is the angler of the year for Cincinnati kayak fishing, and uh, he did a fantastic job. He won it. Uh, but one point. <laughs> so it was him and Chad Turner. So he beat him out by one point. That's pretty amazing. So that was definitely neck and neck. Uh, we were, you know, before we took the break there, we were talking about his uh, his struggle at Rocky Fork. Now going into the Flowing Waters event, um, you care to share where you fished and what your general strategy for that event was? Yeah, so uh, that, that was another tough tournament on me. Um, I didn't catch a fish until after 11 a.m. Um, it was, uh, we fished a stretch of the great Miami and, uh, I fished with, uh, Josh Eldridge. who's pretty familiar with the river. So, uh, him and I started and kind of went down and it was a tough bite in the morning. Um, and around 11 o'clock or so, I, I switched up to a, uh, to a Z man little, you know, finesse crawl on one of those, uh, what are those heads called? The bullet heads, you know, the weedless ones. Yeah. And I just started smashing them. I mean, wow. there's a lot of small ones, but I mean, it was really saved my butt that day. I always, uh, I always say that the, the Z man finesse stuff is like a slump buster, man. If you need to catch a fish, you throw out on Ned rig and it might not be the biggest fish, but it's sometimes it's, you just need to get a bite. That's my go-to when I can't get nothing to bite, man. Yeah, that's it should everybody i think should have one tied on if you just need to get a little bit of confidence and, and need to get something it, it it'll get you something it might be a rock bass it might be a you know it might it could be a rock bass it could be a 15 pound channel cat you never know but it, it saved my butt more than once and once i had that confidence that i was getting it uh it was i mean it, i was down to the last i mean i fished all the way through the end trying to get you know trying to upgrade but uh jackson or who's 
unbelievable just killed it so i was i was just trying to move up the move up the ladder a little bit yeah jackson was on the last episode uh yeah he's, man, he's a stud. such a great guy too man and what he's doing with the charity and everything else i mean he won he won two ckf events this year with uh, the moving water and then the 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 charity one which i'm sure we'll talk about here in a minute but but that guy's he's a great guy i like to see him be successful Yes, sir. I think he will, hundred uh, percent. Uh, he's definitely got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, and you know, being a young man at his age, most of the kids his age are, are stuck playing video games. You know, they're not into outdoor stuff. And uh, it's it's great to see these young men like Brendan McDougal and and Jackson Orr out. To- yeah, I mean that not only what they're doing and you know, having success, what, what they're you know their success they're having in the tournaments but what they're doing for the the kayak community and charities and everything else is just really it's really inspiring to me oh 100 percent, man 100 percent. i'd like to see more uh fishing clubs you know pop up across the country both those boys are, are very involved in their fishing club their high school fishing club and uh it's a great thing, man. Hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, great to have something like that when we when we were back in school. I mean, I, 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 we didn't have a bass club in my high school, man. Best thing I I was the only thing I was really interested in. We had a golf club, and I did a year of that. But uh, we, man, if we had a bass club or a fishing club of any kind at my high school, dude, I would have been all over that. Yeah, I, I played hockey in high school. And I think I still have slivers from sitting the bench so much. So. It would have been welcome, a welcome addition to be able to do some fishing. <laughs> 100%. Now, the Glam style, uh, the Glam tournament, that was the charity tournament. That was the one right, the, the one they did right before the last one, the Kincaid. Yeah, one. yeah, that was supposed to be uh, early, way earlier in the year. And, of course, with everything else going on, it got kind of pushed to the back. And uh, it was a fun tournament. It's nice to raise some money. Um, I don't remember how much we raised. I think it was upwards of $2,000 for that charity. But, uh it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was $2,000 raised uh, for the charity Give Like a Mother. And we talked about this in the Jackson Orr episode. And, uh, yeah, man, that's that's a lot of money for a charity, dude. That's that's a great job. 68 anglers in that. 218 fish caught. Yeah, and I think uh, 200 of those were Jackson's. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I it, think, man. I think he had... Uh, over four four hundred fifty inches of fish by the end of the day, which more than doubled the second place. And uh, I, I was real happy to come away with six on that one because I I really that was one of those tournaments where I caught some frogfish early in the morning and then uh, went went a long time without a bite and then got some bites in the afternoon and and I caught fifty inches in the last forty five minutes. Oh wow, man! So frog bite in the morning, man. Where were you throwing it at? Uh, so we actually, uh, me and a group of guys. So it was uh, me, Brandon Palmer, Josh Eldridge, uh, Dylan Rupp, and Braden Lamb all went up to to. Actually, we were going to fish Lake Erie, like around the islands, and we actually got up around the islands on Friday and, and were able to fish out on South Bass Island for uh, maybe about three hours before a storm chased us off. And then it was it was real windy the next couple of days, so we were stuck uh, Sandusky Bay and East Harbor. Gosh. So uh, I ended up fishing. Fun, 
It was, it, but I was really kind of, I had my heart set on some smallies out on the lake. So I grew up fishing Lake Erie for walleye in the Western Basin. And uh, my dad's kind of hardcore walleye. So we, he would never take the boat over to the islands to bass fish. So now that, uh, uh, you know, just partying on Putin Bay and everything else, it was fun to go fish that. Oh, 100%, yeah. man. Putin Bay is always fun. I've had a lot of drunken antics uh yeah yeah I, I, when i was uh when we were in the line for the ferry to come back across to the mainland i was like this may be the first time i've been in this line where i've been not hung over <laughs> <laughs> oh that's something else man so you guys are hauling your kayaks across the ferry then yeah it was uh so i had uh i had my truck and trailer with two kayaks on this was uh Two of us, the truck, the trailer, it was 130 bucks round trip. Wow. I was wondering if they charged you more because you had a trailer. Oh, yeah. If you take up space in that ferry, you're you're paying. So, But it's worth it. I mean, you're, there's no way you're going to get over there. Um, you're going to get over there with uh, by kayaking. I mean, it's just too far. And Lake Erie, you know, growing up on there, I just know how fast that lake can go from glass to, to oh, shit, or oh, crap, uh, pretty quick. Yeah, it could be very dangerous. Kincaid Lake, man, how how'd you bring it together out that day? Oh man, that was <laughs> that's another tough lake, man. I it was uh, I had never been in the lake, and I uh, the Saturday prior to the tournament, I'm like, I gotta go check it out. Uh, Brandon Palmer and I went, and uh, actually Josh Josh and I went out there. Josh uh, Eldridge and I went out there to kind of check it out even though he wasn't going to be able to fish the tournament. Um, but so we went and checked it out and it was like, it's a real, you know, the water's real dirty, um, which is not my forte. I grew up fishing in Michigan and clear, you know, natural lakes where, you know, it's weed lines and, you know, lily pads and things like that. So I knew I was going to have a tough time, but first thing in the morning, I stuck a 20 and three quarters. Um, so I was like, Oh, maybe this lake's not so bad at all. So, nice. uh, I caught, I caught probably six fish there. Um, not a lot of pressure. We didn't see a lot of other boats out there, which was, it was nice to see. Uh, Chris Anderson had been out the day before, uh, me and caught a 20 inch plus and said that, uh, a bass boat that he had talked to had caught some, some five pounders. So I was, I thought it really was going to be a, a slug fest out there with, with big fish. And, uh, so tournament day, I started, uh, started doing everything I did in that thing and was flipping just some of the grass and, and caught a couple fish, a couple small ones under 12 inches. But you know, the CKF, the nice thing is, uh, you know, eight inches is, is good enough. So, uh, so I hated to submit those under 12, but I, I had to. So, um, and then caught a couple good ones and was kind of trailing. Chad was kind of running away with, I looked at, I think the first fish I submitted, I looked on the board and Chad already had a limit and was, was up in the forties. So, uh, I knew I'd be chasing him all day. Um, but it kind of just stuck with that flip in the, the grass and it basically didn't catch a fish after nine o'clock. I think I went all the way to about one o'clock before I caught another fish, just flipping wood. Um, and it was random. I mean, I'd flip a hundred pieces of wood like that before I caught that one. So I felt a little bit better. I think it was 14 and a half. And so I think I had at the, towards the end there, I had a, I think it was a, like a 14 and a half, a 13 and three quarters and a 13 and a quarter. 
So I wasn't, I had some points, but I figured as long as uh, a bunch of people weren't killing it, as, if I could stay within, you know, if Chad was first and I was fourth, I could, st- I would still pull it out by a win. But uh, right at the end, I had caught a fish uh, when I pre-fished. I'd caught two fish back-to-back, 16-and-a-half-inch fish right by that little spillway structure. And right at 2 o'clock, I went there. I was like 2.17, I think. Uh, I threw in the exact same spot. I cast it to a week prior to about the same time and uh, stuck one of those 16-and-a-half-inch fish. It might have been the exact same fish. I don't know. But... uh right at the end and that was kind of like oh gosh that that should put me probably maybe like second and third place and uh wasn't able to get another one but uh chad and chris anderson and i were all right there kind of talking about what we had and we thought chad had first and and chris had second and i had third but uh like i said mike fink was kind of quiet didn't see him anywhere he must have had a great spot up somewhere uh off the main lake because when uh, they finally released uh, the the things, man, he he killed it. He had a big fish. I think he had a twenty and three quarters, maybe maybe bigger. It was no, it was in the twenties, so twenty and three quarters, and then some other decent fish. So, congrats to him. There's some big fish in Kincaid. I have a coworker that fishes at Friday tournaments. And it's like a four. It's like a three and a half four hour tournament they do on every Friday, and uh, man, they pull in some hogs. He showed me some pictures at work. Uh, some big fish they pulls out of there. Yeah, I believe it, man. Like I said, you know, Chris, Chris catching that twenty plus, and me catching uh, twenty plus a day after. Uh, that's a that's a that's a good lake. It's probably not to be honest. It's probably not a lake I'm going to go fish for fun. Um, just because it's just not my style that I enjoy fishing. But uh, it's a it's a nice lake. It's a beautiful lake. It's it was clean. Uh, a couple of us saw there's a there's actually a, a albino doe that I saw early in the morning. Um, craziest thing i've ever seen stark white doe that was there kind of feeding just off of the uh off the shore wow that's something else man no bino deer <laughs> yeah it was crazy so uh that get, kind of gets to my next question what's your fondest memory this uh this past season fishing the cincinnati kayak fishing trail oh that's a great question man that's i'd say probably my best one is when uh me and some friends you know the you know when Brandon, Josh, and Dylan, and and Braden uh, all got to go hang out for the weekend and fish that glam tournament. Just you know, it it's not the same because we can't all be there. But just the the small group that we had, we camped up there and just just kind of looked at each other's boats and talked. You know, just sharing the stories. I mean, that's that's the best part about this the CKF and it's it's competitive, but it's healthy competition. It's fun, and you know, it's good natured ribbing and. And people will help each other if, you know, if you don't have a part or you break something, someone's going to help you. And that's, I don't know. I mean, I, I play a lot of recreational sports. I play hockey and volleyball and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's fun and it's, it's super competitive, but it, I don't think there's the camaraderie that we have in the, in the CKF and, and not that all, you know, other trails don't have that, but it, I think it's just, it just, it's also so much, I guess it's based on fun more than anything. You know, there's some great prizes and, you know, people have some cash some checks this year. Uh, I was honestly super surprised. I guess I didn't really think about a whole lot, but when Brian sent me a message with all of the things that did, that I won by winning the, the angler of the year, I was just shocked. I mean, there's, 
I mean, I guess we can talk about it later, but I mean, all the stuff that I got off that for, you know, it's, it's 35 bucks to become a member. You get a shirt, uh, 25 if you don't want a shirt. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I never planned on even being in the top 10, let alone, you know, somehow dumbing my way into a win. <laughs> what all did you win? Oh, <laughs> I have to, I'm going to have to pull up the list because there's so much stuff. So, uh, NRS, I, I got a, uh, they originally were going to put in a, uh, a champion bibs and, and, uh, jacket, rain jacket. Uh, they ended up, uh, Brian told me they ended up upgrading that to the, the sidewinder jacket and bibs, which are amazing. I can't, that's probably out of everything. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about trying. Uh, yak attack. I got a Vizzy carbon, uh, Dakota lithium, uh, 10 amp. 10 amp hour battery, which will be great. Uh, rogue fishing, some tethers. Uh, I got a, a power pole, which I already have, but uh, I'll probably make good use of that with maybe on my Kusa HD. Uh, Little Miami out, Outfitters, there's a rod uh, there. Uh, Cincy Brewing, I think there's a gift card in there. Uh, Holy cow. Here. Anchor Wizard, uh, King Angler, so Kyle. Already contacted me about that. He's going to be building me a custom rod, which I'm, I'm really excited about. I, Chris Anderson runs a lot of his rods, and and I've been pretty jealous. So uh, right. apparently, some stuff from Gate, some some Torquedo that I can't wait to see, uh, and then Gator Guard's got a Gator patch. So all right. pretty, uh, like I said, it's I mean that's it's crazy how a lot of stuff, and it's it was a thirty five dollar investment for stuff I was going to fish anyway. So. I, I think everybody should be out there, you know, joining this and helping us grow this. So Brian wants to add some more, uh, some more events next year. So, you know, we had some great events, some great things, you know, uh, the one thing that we didn't get to do this year was Brookville, uh, just worked out with their DNR was not being real, real receptive to, to having people from Ohio come in there and fish. So we weren't able to pull that off this year, but, uh, it's, you know, we had it. So we had an event in Indiana. We had an event down in Kentucky, you know, a lot around here. And it's, it was, it, it was fun. And, you know, you, then it has the scattered site ones where you can do the radius ones where everybody can go fish some new water or try to find a honey hole. So. A hundred percent. How'd you feel about the other States, you know, like getting, being involved with this, this trail this year, like we would have had the Brookville in Indiana, so you'd have to have an Indiana license, and then Kentucky with Ken Cade and have the uh, Kentucky license. Uh, yeah, you know, but, off for you, or is that something? No, that... no, I I think it's great. I mean, I think uh, even though it's Cincinnati kayak fishing, I think it it's it's more of a tri-state thing where you know we want to bring in people from you know 100 miles each direction that that feel like they can come down and and you know not have to to go crazy and stay you know you know, three days or something like that, where so you can drive down the morning of or the night of and camp or, you know, sleep in your truck, you know, some of us do to, to, to get to the tournaments, but I, I love it. I mean, every, every state has a, you know, a one day or a three day fishing license you can get. So you don't have to make the big investment. You know, this year I've got a, a annual Michigan, Ohio, or the Ohio one, I bought the 10 years, um, Indiana and Kentucky annual license this year because I I love going and you know I'll send out a message on one of the Facebook groups that say hey I'm, I'm gonna go fishing anybody fishing this weekend you know 
anywhere within two hours, I'll go meet somebody and go fish with them for the day. Well, that's cool, man. What we'll the meet up sometime to do a little fishing? Oh, absolutely, anytime. I'm all I'll fish anytime, anywhere with anyone. So, uh, yeah. like I said, that's that's how I've met some uh, some really good friends this in the last two years. So, well, you sound like an awful nice guy, Michael, and uh, congratulations on your win. How can people follow you online? Uh, it's Michael Grimsley on Facebook. That's probably my primary social media. Uh, I don't use Instagram a lot, but uh, embarrassingly, the my Instagram is uh, Cincinnati74. <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati. It's not anything weird. When my when my son was real real young, um, when we would when him and his mom would drive through Cincinnati because uh, I I worked in Cincinnati during the week and would go home on weekends. He would, whenever he came across a bridge, and he would always say, oh, we're in Cincinnati. So that's what it's about. It's not anything weird. <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah, so Cincinnati 7-4 on Instagram. But it, Facebook is the one where uh, where I spend a lot of my time. And, and it's such a powerful tool to, to meet people and see what else is going on and talk about things. Um, so I, to me, I just, I spend a lot of time with that. I'm, I'm in pretty much all the groups and Hobie groups and Jackson groups. And so that it's fun. I'm actually heading up to, uh, to Michigan Thursday morning, uh, up to Kalkaska area. And my cousin and I go up there and, and we explore and we try to fish a couple different lakes every time we go up there. So. Wow, man, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> it's supposed to be 33 uh friday morning though so that's going to be we're going to go up to lake Skegbog, which has got some uh high likelihood of catching six pound smallies so wow dude well have fun man good luck i appreciate it man yes sir i know it's supposed to get chilly this weekend here in cincinnati it's supposed to be only a high of 69 oh nice well that's good man because it's going to turn that bite on i i need it because august was a rough august july and august were rough on me for fun fishing i mean i just didn't catch um nearly the fish i was catching in in you know may and june i caught my personal best this year out of a a local lake it was 22 and three quarters so i thought i was going to be able to have a chance of those fish a lot more because there's in that lake i know there's bigger ones than that so but i couldn't i couldn't buy a fish in july and august this year yeah, it's a rough time for everybody, man. It's so hot, nasty, you yeah. know. It's yeah, not it's... so fun sitting out there on the kayak during the heat of the day, especially, you know. Right. Yeah, I just sign especially I'm a I'm a bigger guy, so I kind of sweat just being, you know, sitting still when it's hot like that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, buddy. Well, I appreciate you coming on and uh to share with me. you. Huh? I appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, and uh, uh, appreciate everybody for listening. And until next time, tight lines, keep your toilet paper stocked. <laughs>